Support for this podcast and the following message come from Barracuda Total Email Protection. According to the FBI, last year, cybercrimes cost $3.5 billion. Get the free ebook, 13 Email Threat Types to Know About Right Now, at barracuda.com slash NPR. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello! Yeah, nice to see you! Awesome! So right now we have four brilliant contestants. They're backstage comparing the sizes of their vision boards. And soon they're gonna be out here playing some fun nerdy games with us. And one of them will become our big winner. Uh, And happy New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. I know, who else other than me is still writing 2018 on your Venmo transactions? Uh, I make resolutions. Do you make resolutions? No, I don't. Really? Not yeah. at all? Uh, no, I'm already doing everything right. So yeah, I don't, that's how nothing, you see it. Finished product. I don't want ch- to change anything because this, the, I don't want to screw up the perfection that is my life. <laughs> it's true. We were all talking about working out backstage. How about you? Yeah, you know. <laughs> no. It seems too hard. It does seem hard. Yeah. Honest to God, my New Year's resolution last year was that I was going to go to the gym two times that year, and um, I only missed it by one time. So, uh, I, and then also, actually, last year I was like, I'm going to try to do yoga. I am one of these people who never got into the yoga craze. So last year I was like, I'm going to do yoga. Hey, guess what? Uh, there is no way to begin yoga anymore. That's over. That's over. They teach it to toddlers. You can't start yoga. Everyone already knows it. If you go to a basics class, you know what that is? Really hard. It's really hard. Everyone in that class knows what they're doing. They're speaking conversational Sanskrit. Like, it is, it is intense. I wore the wrong clothing. I wore, a, uh, I wore a bra top with two straps. What a mistake. Everyone else had like 15, 25 straps. Like really good people had like 40 straps. I think, I think if you have 60 straps, you're a Buddhist or something like that. I think that's... So I've got to find new resolutions. And on this show, we have not one, but two guests. Yes, both comedians. We have Adam Pally and Jay Farrow. Yeah. I know. Adam Pally, you've seen him on The Mindy Project. Uh, he was on a great sitcom on ABC called Happy Endings. Great sitcom, great cast, ironically titled as it got canceled. Um, and Jay Farrow, of course, is a master impressionist, uh, or as I like to call him, a professional feelings herder. I mean, seriously, that's the whole job. It's like, I'm going to study your flaws, and I'm going to dial them up so we can all laugh at you in public. No, not, not with you, at you. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> That's the whole problem. <laughs> all right, let's start the show, everybody. You ready to play some games? Our first two contestants will play a game about pop culture animals. Let's meet them. First up... Alicia Hodges, you're a biostatistician. Yes. So you say that sounds pretty cool, uh, but it really it's just number crunching? Yes, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Okay, so what kinds of numbers are you crunching? Uh, Mostly I do Alzheimer's research, so the lighter side of things is I get to sit above a bunch of freezers full of brains. Excuse me? So people like that because they think, you know, we're stockpiling for the zombie apocalypse or something like that. But, but it's actually not. just because we collect tissue in our studies. And, and how are you sitting upon them? <laughs> our office is two floors, so I'm just above the freezers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> not actually sitting on them. Yeah, I just pictured you like on a laptop sitting on top of a brain, a freezer brain. A yeah, brain it's of like freezers. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's just like in Game of Thrones. Okay, <laughs> Alicia, when you ring in, we're going to hear this. Your opponent is Mary Hangley. You're an opera singer. Yes. Cool. Yeah. What do you think the biggest misconception about the opera is when you're trying to say, no, come out and see this? And they're like, well, I don't want to because blah. Ooh, the biggest, <laughs> blah. It's in another language, blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, Everyone's right. dead who wrote it. Um, 
<laughs> I, you know, it, the stories are all the same. You see them on TV. Mm-hmm. You see them on the opera. You see them at the movies. They're at the opera. So if you like TV and movies, go to the opera. Right. Opera. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Mary, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Alicia and Mary, whoever has more points after two games will go on to our final round. This is a trivia game called Crass Menagerie. We'll give you a real-life fact about an animal and a famous zoologically incorrect interpretation of that animal in pop culture. Ring in and tell us the name of the pop culture animal. Here you go. Attention, Ross Perot. Some subspecies of this animal can grow ears as long as 30 inches. However, none can fool Elmer Fudd into thinking it's a sexy lady by putting on a dress and makeup. Mary. Bugs Bunny? Correct. Uh, Yeah, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. The looniest of tunes. The looniest of tunes. That's right. This animal really stuck its long neck out for Toys R Us. The store closed anyway. But you couldn't hear this animal complain because it can't make noises that are audible to humans. Mary. Um, Jeffrey the giraffe? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Jeffrey the giraffe. Yeah, so according to Wired, uh, giraffes do have a voice box, but the giraffe's trachea is about 13 feet long, which makes it difficult to produce uh, the airflow required to make a noise that a human can hear. Their neck is too long. Their neck is too long. (laughs) You could tell that by looking at them. (laughs) I know. They were trying to say, Toys R Us is going to (laughs) close. This reptile is deceptively strong. Each of its feet has a clinging strength of up to 20 times its body weight. One thing it can't do, save you hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. Mary. The Geico Gecko? Yeah, that's right. Every member of this marine species is born with male and female reproductive organs, and its sex can change depending on environmental conditions which would have made this titular Pixar character's journey even more interesting. Alicia. Um, Finding Nemo? Or Nemo? Yeah, Nemo is what we're looking for. That's right. This is your last clue. This bird of prey can turn its head as much as 270 degrees, but it's stuck being Harry Potter's mail carrier. Alicia. Hedwig the owl? That is correct. Yes. All right, great game, both of you. Currently, Mary is in the lead. Give me liberty or give me death cab for cutie. We'll give you both in this next game that mashes famous speeches with pop music. So this is an audio quiz called Speeches and Songs. I'll play an audio clip that is a mashup of a famous speech and a popular song. They are joined together by one common word. You're going to identify the speaker and the musical artist. That's right. Each is worth one point, and your opponent can steal any points that you don't get. All right, Mary, you are in the lead, and so if you stay in the lead, you're in the final round. Alicia, you need to get more points, or you have to change your Twitter bio to motivational speaker and DJ. (laughs) Let's hear your first mashup. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Alicia. JFK and Three Six Mafia. That is right. (laughs) Beautifully done, beautifully done. Uh... I love these clips already. <laughs> it's, it's surprising uh, juxtapositions, They're amazing. I will say. All right, let's hear the next one. You work hard for what you want in life. That your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're going to do. That you treat people with dignity and respect. R-E-S-B-C-T, find out what it means to me. Mary. Michelle Obama and Aretha Franklin. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's see how you do with this. You shall not crucify mankind upon a cross of gold. Teeth, gray goose, dripping in the bathroom. Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room. We don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in a 
Mary. Okay, so the second half is Lord. Yep. And the first half. The first half. Is a man. <laughs> yep. Yes, it who is. Who was talking about crucifying people on crosses of gold. Oh, is it um, William Jennings Bryan? Yes. Wow. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait, wait. This is, this is big. My husband is William Bryan, related to William Jennings Bryan. Oh, are you Bryan. kidding? I'm not. He's back there. It's true. It's true. Wow, if you didn't get that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you talked it out, and then you were like, wait a second, this sounds familiar because he recites it every morning. <laughs> That's amazing. I, all of a sudden, this game got very personal. Yeah. yeah, we wrote some personal questions. All right, this one might be tough. Article 19, everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes... Alicia. Okay, the, the singer is George Michael. Correct. The, the speech, it's a, well, it's a lady mm-hmm. with yeah. a little bit of an, I want to say Margaret Thatcher, which is probably not correct, but no. it's someone like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. You currently have one point. You have half of the question. One point. Mary, can you steal? I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah, you got what? it. That was, that was Eleanor <laughs> Roosevelt. Mary, I think we found your superpower. I know. I know. It's pretty good. All right. This is your last clue. That the only thing we have to fear is fear. Fear losing creativity. I'm talking fear. Fear missing out on you and me. I'm talking fear. Mary. Okay. FDR. Yeah. But I definitely don't know the next half, but I'm going to guess Kendrick Lamar. You guessed correct what? again. <laughs> Should we check you for an earpiece? You're too surprised. I'm a little concerned myself. You're too surprised. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Both of you did amazing. Uh, And after two games, Mary is going to our final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Mary in our final round. And comedian Jay Farrow is here. He's so good at impressions that this is actually Jay Farrow talking right now. Yeah, I know. I got you fooled, right? You thought I was Ophira. Nope. Jay Farrow. I'm Jay Farrow, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Fastly. People expect websites and apps to be faster and more personalized than ever. And Fastly's Edge cloud platform makes it happen, giving developers the tools they need to go beyond what users expect. But it's not just about powerful technology. Fastly is known for putting the customer first. It's why they were named a leader in content delivery networks by review site G2. To learn how Fastly can help your business, visit fastly.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Netflix's Ratchet. From the creator of American Horror Story and starring Emmy Award winner Sarah Paulson, Netflix's Ratchet tells the origin story of how the iconic asylum nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Mildred Ratchet, came to be. This suspenseful drama delves deep into the mysterious world of 1940s psychiatric hospitals, where Mildred Ratchet must reckon with her past and anyone in her way. Watch Ratchet only on Netflix September 18th. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He was a cast member on Saturday Night Live and can be seen in the YouTube series Champagne Ill. Please welcome Jay Farrow. Thank you so much for joining us, Jay. Thanks, Hi. Thanks for coming d- down to the Bell House in Brooklyn. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Brooklyn in the house. My mom's from Bed-Stuy, so shout out. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, that your real name is Jared Farrow. Oh, don't say it too loud. Okay. <laughs> but the last name spelled F-A-R-R-O-W. Why did you change your name? 
because, man, Pharaoh means bay of pigs, a family of pigs. And then on the flip side, Pharaoh, P-H-A, that yeah. means royalty. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a total flip personality. <laughs> Well, yeah. did, did you change it when you were entering into like a showbiz career? Yeah, when I was 19, I changed it. As a matter of fact, I was tired of people calling me Jared because that name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you went for Jay Farrow. Yeah, nice. Jay Farrow. See, you, it's sexy, right? It is yeah, sexy. Yep. Yeah. You have been doing impressions since you were six years old. The first impression you did was Iago, the parrot voice by Gilbert Godfrey in Aladdin. Yes, it was. And, you know, the kid in my class, elementary school class, that did the impressions and made fun of the teachers, that was the popular kid. Is that how it worked yeah, for you? Yeah, I was you? popular in elementary school. It didn't re really work out in middle school. They was... <laughs> I got bullied. People don't know that. I was fat. Yeah, yeah. Not, not no more, but I was fat. And I got picked on when I was younger, but you know, I found comedy and um, yeah, I'm good, people. <laughs> so uh, you're 15, you're doing stand-up, you're at the Funny Bone in Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, Charlie Murphy, who is Eddie Murphy's brother, sees you and takes notice of you that you're really good at what yeah, you do. Yeah, man, Charlie Murphy, man. What did Charlie Murphy think of your impersonation of his brother? You really wanna know? Yeah. The first time I did it, he thought it was trash. He was like, yo, man, you got to, you got to laugh. That's about it, man. <laughs> but then, like, years later, I did it, and he was like, shh, yo, you've been working, huh? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, yeah, how long does it take you to, you know, wor work on an average impression to the point where you're like, I like it this now? It just depends on who it is. Like, yeah. all right, like, Denzel Washington took me, like, three years to get down, you know? Um, you know, and that was, and I hadn't gone through puberty fully yet, and so... <laughs> It wasn't all the way there, but at a 19-year-old Jay Farrow trying to do um, Denzel Washington didn't sound like, you know, Jay Farrow now trying to do Denzel Washington. Is Jay Farrow now doing Denzel Washington? You know, I talk like this, and I look at you, and you know, I look at the ladies, and I tell them, you know, it's going to be all right. Okay, all right. That's what it is, my man, my man. Okay, all right, okay. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Jay, before you got your spot on SNL, uh, I read that your sister sold all of her jewelry to help finance yeah. you to go on tour now, that's to, real do, talk. Uh, to do some comedy. That's real talk. Both of us didn't have jobs. Um, yeah. I quit my job at Burlington Co. Factory. Yeah, I worked there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, she sold her jewelry. She pawned it. She went to Greenbrier Pawn. She got about $300 or whatever. Um, we came up here and we worked the Chitlin circuit. And you know, when you do the Chitlin circuit, you can make like $100 a hundred a spot, but you're doing six spots a night. So you're thinking about that. That's yo, that's like six hundred dollars a night. Mm -hmm. So we really caked up. And um, I still haven't got it back for her, but I'm going to get it back <laughs> okay, for her. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> thank yeah. you. I love the claps. You know what I mean? That's I mean good. I mean, y'all are really connected, you know what I'm saying? Did you, so your family was pretty supportive. I mean, They were supportive, but, you know, look, we still, like, I right, we both didn't have jobs, and right. they still didn't, ain't nobody be like, hey, here's some gas money for New York, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, we had to make that ourselves, but um, my family is very supportive. It's crazy. So obviously, we all know you from comedy, but s director Steven Soderbergh watched uh, your YouTube video of you doing uh, Denzel, yeah. Will Smith versus Denzel Washington. You know what? Before you say that, shout out to Matt Damon, because Matt Damon is the one that actually put Steven Soderbergh oh, onto really? my Denzel clips. And I just saw him, uh, I think at the SNL after party, and he was like, you know, you don't got to give me credit, but... Nice. <laughs> Like, he's the reason that Unsane and everything happened, because they would play that clip. He said that Soderbergh watched that clip like 20 times, man. And Soderbergh hit me up um, 2017, and he said, yo, I think you have a dramatic side. Yeah. I can tell, and I want to expose that to the world. I did it for him, man, and I've gotten great reviews from that. But go ahead, because I did, don't know what you want to say. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, how did you, from your point of view, how did you enjoy taking on a dramatic role? Well, you know, it's funny because I started in community theater when I was eight years old. So I did serious stuff before I did comedy. I started comedy when I was 15, but I was doing theater, uh, school plays and everything from eight until 15. So, you know, it was just home for me. I'm dramatic, okay, yeah. <laughs> you said that your, uh, your dream project is to be in the next Black Panther yes. movie. Uh, who do you want to play? 
I don't know, whatever was left. I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, yo, I feel, there's so many black people in there. I mean, they can spare one more, you know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't like it's hard. Like, I can't beat T'Challa. I am T'Challa. You know what I'm saying? You the... uh, Jay, we're going to play a game with you, but you're not playing your game alone. We are going to bring out... Someone from to, for you to play with. Oh, great. Uh, you know him from The Mindy Project, Happy Endings, and he's also in Champagne Ill. Please welcome Adam Pally. <laughs> I, love, I, I love how you walked out and didn't give me any dap. That's fine. That's cool. That's, yeah. Come on, man. Hello, White Brooklyn. Adam Pally. <laughs> Wait, white Brooklyn? That's so accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, my favorite part of tonight was when you're like, my mom's from Bedsty, and one dude who like just bought a brownstone there <laughs> was like, yeah. No, no, Bed-Stuy. no. Bedsty. It was. It That's was, my hood. He was. Bro, the, he's talking about bed. He was the developer. It's yeah, the developer yeah. actually. Uh, Adam. No, I'm looking at bedside too. I shouldn't. (laughs) 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 The schools. The schools. Schools. So Champagne Ill is about uh, what happens to a rapper's entourage when basically their glitzy life is taken away from them and they have to go back to their hometown and kind of return to their homes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And their home is in Champaign, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Champaign Uh Ill. Uh So this sounds like every performer entertainer's nightmare. For the friends. No, the, yeah, for the, for friends. the friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine what it's like when you've built your entire world around this, like, one ecosystem, and then it just crashes, and you have to figure out where you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did uh, Champagne Ill come about? Uh, I had done a show with uh, David Casp, the creator called Happy Endings, and um, we were trying to... Uh, thank you. We were trying to... Um, work on something again, and we thought that one of the funniest things in life is when people feel that they should be treated like a superstar when they're not a superstar. I think that's one of the funniest things in the world when I see it in real life, and so we thought that the best place to do that was uh, the place where there are a bunch of superstars next to the superstar, which is hip-hop. I mean, there was a guy in Nelly's entourage that got famous for wearing half a mask. (laughs) Right. So it's sort of uh, people falling from grace and then having to rebuild their identity. Uh, Kind of, yes. And do they learn a lesson? No. Good. Uh, I mean, they learn lessons, a lot of lessons along the way. But I think in comedy, if the character learns, like, too much of a lesson, then what fun is there to watch? Yeah, no, they have to repeat. Homer doesn't, like, get a Rosetta Stone (laughs) and, like, learn Spanish, you know? Like, that doesn't happen. Season ender. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. We have a game for you. Your game is called Guessing Impressions. We've given Jay Farrow a list of impressions. Adam, it is your job simply to guess who Jay Farrow is impersonating. Okay. And if you do well enough, Ming Lee Goon from Sioux Falls, South Dakota will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the first one. All right. Yeah. All right. You ready? Uh, born. Okay. Uh, well, when we have faced that... <laughs> All right. Uh, the Obama. Yeah. All right. I want okay. to hear it. I don't mean to cut it off, but I'm also competitive. That's, no, that's great. We, we will give you that natural point for our listeners that are going to hear this across okay, the world. Cool. Can you give them a little? Let's get it. Uh, well, when we have faced down impossible odds, uh, when we've been told we're not ready, or that we shouldn't try, or that we can't, generations of Americans have responded with a simple creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Uh, it's so nice. So good. It's so nice just to hear. It's so comforting just I know. to hear it. You know, <laughs> know. it like, feels so good. It's like putting on pajamas with feetsies. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, how about the, uh, your next one? Okay, you ready? Sure. Uh, we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Adam. Go ahead. Denzel Washington. Yeah, all right. All right, so uh, let me continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
we'll be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then you will run a mile. Perfection, let's go to work, my man. Okay. <laughs> Incredible. The best. All right. Here we go. Damn you, vile woman. You've impeded my work since the day I escaped your vile womb. Adam. Stewie. Yeah. yeah. That one was amazing. That was great. <laughs> They're all great. All right, this is your last one. <laughs> I've never worked on this before. Okay. Oh, right. man. Oh, God. All right. Oh, man. Oh, God. If Mary Tyler Moore married and then divorced Steven Tyler, <laughs> then married and divorced Michael. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's borderline anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> but you're clearly doing um no it's me that's me yeah. right <laughs> that was pretty amazing it's scary good uh thank you so much oh, it was a total was honor congratulations jay adam and mingley one ask me to the rubik's cube Jay and Adam's new series is called Champagne Ill, streaming right now on YouTube. Give it up for Jay Farrow and Adam Pally. Thank you so much. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next, we want to pump you up for our next music parody game. But first, let's meet our contestants. First up, Maggie Probst-Bassard. You're an elementary school theater teacher. I am. All right, so can you tell, by the way, uh, elementary school, every grade in elementary school you're teaching? Yes, I see three-year-olds through fifth graders. Three-year-olds through fifth graders. Oh, my goodness. What play do you have three-year-olds do? Um, it's more dramatic play at that point, so we're all going to become dinosaurs now and walk around, yep. things like that. Do you ever go up to a three-year-old and you're like, you're going to be a star, you're going to be a star? No. No? (laughs) All right, Maggie, when you ring in, we're going to hear this. Your opponent is Lindsay Thompson. You're a documentary filmmaker. What was one of your favorite projects? Um, I did a documentary about the Camino de Santiago. It's a pilgrimage in Spain. So I backpacked the full 500 miles across Spain and also made a movie while I did it. Oh, my goodness. How long did that take you? It was about 34 days. Nice. And then, like, years in editing. Years and years in yeah. editing. Is it a completed project? It is, yeah. Fantastic. So, Lindsay, when you ring in, we're going to hear this. All right, remember, Maggie and Lindsay, whoever has more points after two games will move on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. Jonathan Colton, take it away. Thank you. With apologies to Elvis Costello and the attractions, we changed the lyrics of Pump It Up to make the song about things that you can actually pump up in our inimitable style. Just ring in and tell me what I'm singing about. You ready? Okay. (laughs) It's going to be great. Your ship is going down, but you're not going to drown. Put this on, it's like a coat, and it's going to help you float. Maggie. Lifesaver. Why don't you give another try at what you're uh, referring to? So I'm thinking, (laughs) I guess I'm thinking more on an airplane. You have the vest that you can pull the tab. Oh, that's a life vest is what we're looking for. You said the magic word. The duck yes. drops down. You win $100. Well, here's your next clue. Bosses say they won't pay, so we're stopping work today. Giant rodent looking fine right next to the picket line. Pump it up. It's the union who sent you. Pump it up. That balloon is rodentia. Maggie. The giant union rat. Yeah, the giant inflatable <laughs> union rat. I remember seeing one of those uh, in front of a restaurant, and as I came closer, I realized it was just a rat, real one. <laughs> just a real rat. <laughs> one Super of those big. Actual giant rats. <laughs> <laughs> Working out, keeping trim, time to hit the stupid gym. You pay for it, you should go. You don't really want to, though. Pump it up, it's the tissue that moves you. Pump it up, and to use them behooves you. Lindsay. Muscles. Muscles is the answer. Yeah. The clown said it's in the wrist. Hear them squeak when they twist. Different shapes to make you laugh. Poodle, monkey, or giraffe. 
Lindsay. Balloon animals? Yeah, balloon animals, that's right. I'm going to start taking emotional comfort balloon animals on planes with me. <laughs> you just have to get <laughs> them a little a vest. Bunch. Yeah, just have exactly. to get them a special vest and I need will this. Say I need this. I need this balloon. I need that seat for my balloon animal. <laughs> All right, here's your next one. Charlie Brown hated them, the Cleveland Browns play with them. The Wells report suggested that the Patriots deflated them. Pump it up to specifications. Pump it up to league regulations. Maggie. Football. Football is the answer, that's right. I just want to say, I'm glad that I don't get paid by the note, because there's really only one note in this song. <laughs> It's this one right here. Here we go. You found your favorite audio playing on the radio Like they say in this iconic song by Technotronic Oh, I, a place to stay Get your booty on the floor tonight Make my day I know, what's happening even? <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, there's a song by uh, Technotronic. <laughs> it's about pumping something up. Uh, it's also, uh, it's like when you, it's, you hear your song on the radio, you're like, that's my... Maggie. Jam. Jam, that's right. <laughs> this is your last clue. No one knew but Freud did Not the super or the id Strong women, fragile men We all massage it now and then Pump it up If they say that you're real good Pump it up Then this part of you will feel good Lindsay Ego Ego, that's right We'd also accept fragile male ego Congratulations, Lindsay You are currently in the lead if you are the type of person who listens to Cardi B to get pumped up to go to Whole Foods, you should be on our show. Go to amatickets.org to find out how. Coming up, we'll mash up board games with body parts. So if you wish there were more spleens and Scrabble, mandibles and Monopoly, bile and balderdash, or wish you could play Operation for real, scrub up. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor, Netflix's Ratchet, from the creator of American Horror Story and starring Emmy Award winner Sarah Paulson. Netflix's Ratchet tells the origin story of how the iconic asylum nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Mildred Ratchet, came to be. This suspenseful drama delves deep into the mysterious world of 1940s psychiatric hospitals, where Mildred Ratchet must reckon with her past and anyone in her way. Watch Ratchet only on Netflix September 18th. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code ASK. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Maggie and Lindsay. Soon they'll play a game about board games and organs. It's going to be awful. <laughs> awful. 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 Yeah. First, let's check in with them. Uh, Maggie, uh, what board game do you refuse to play? Um, I'm really sick of Guess Who, because if you say that it's a woman, it gets rid of almost all of the board automatically. They need diverse Guess Who. Okay, yes, good point. <laughs> Lindsay, what board game do you refuse to play? 
I really hate Settlers of Catan because my brothers are good at it. And so, you know, I'm going to be crushed. Yeah, you're just going to lose all the time. It's no yeah. fun at all. Right. So, uh, but you still play? No, not really. I try to lean it towards Boggle if we can. Yeah. yeah. That's your wheelhouse? Yeah. Me and Grandma playing Boggle. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, this is a word game. And in this word game, we're mashing up board games with body parts. It's called Gray's Monopoly. For example, if we said the goal of this game is to line up more than three eyes, lungs, livers, stomachs, or any body structure that performs special functions, you would answer, connect forgans. Okay. So fun. That's a fun game. (laughs) And the points are doubled. So remember, the board game will always come first in the mashup. Lindsay, stay in the lead, and you're in the final round. Uh, Maggie, you need to get more points, or in every board game you play for the rest of your life, you have to be the yellow guy. (laughs) In this card game, you must announce when you have one card left, or you get punched in the sniffer. Maggie. All right, Uno's. Uno's is correct. Yes, fantastic. In this raunchy, intentionally offensive card game, you win by playing the dirtiest molars. Lindsay. Cards against Hugh Cavity? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good guess. You're trying to wedge it in there a you little got too really hard. really specific yeah. in a way that I love. But I appreciate love. the effort. Uh, Maggie, do you know the answer? I know it's Cards Against Humanity. I'm trying to figure out the second half of it that's mm-hmm. still tooth-related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Cards mm-hmm. Against Humandible? No. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Mm. That's a good one, too, yeah. but it's yeah. also incorrect. <laughs> You're both not going to like the answer. No, it's very simple. Cards Against Humanity. Shoot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm staring you okay. right in the mouth. <laughs> In this Rube Goldbergian board game, you're a little furball trying to not get caught. If you do, even the large surface muscle that extends from your neck to your mid-back won't save you. Maggie. Okay, so it's mousetrap, so I'm going to talk it out. Sure, great. (laughs) Okay, mousetrap, oh my goodness. (laughs) Because I want to say trapezoid, and that's a shape. <laughs> Mouse trap. I know that the muscles are traps, but I don't remember what that's short for. Long. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> Do you want to say mouse traps? Sure. All right, then you get that. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, basically, we were looking for the trapezius, but we also would accept traps. Oh, so great. mouse trapezius <laughs> or mouse traps. That is correct. In this war game from 1957, the best strategy is to build your army in the pelvis, then you work your way up through the ribcage and squash your brother's troops in the clavicle. <laughs> mm, they might want to hit. Lindsay. So the game is Risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no idea. From pelvis to ribcage to clavicle. I know it's wrong, so... I don't, I don't know if it's wrong. I was about to say risk intestine, but I know that's wrong. I just like yeah. that, though. I liked <laughs> yeah. hearing that. Yeah, okay, That was cool. worth hearing, yeah. I think. All right. Yeah. It would be interesting. It would be, it would be yeah. interesting, but it is incorrect. Maggie, yeah. do you know the answer? I don't, but I'll try. Um, so risk... I'm thinking like your ribs, risk cage. Risk cage is like awesome. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> also incorrect, we were looking for risk skeleton. Uh. Good news, 30 questions left. Let's go. All right. In this classic battlefield strategy game, each piece represents an army officer, like a marshal, a general, or a sergeant. The object is to capture the other player's female reproductive organ where eggs are produced. This is just a fascinating comment on human reproduction, (laughs) actually. Lindsay. The game is Stratego, and it's ovaries, so strategic ovaries. Yes, that's right. And your reward is this is your last clue. <laughs> you guys did amazing. This was a tough one. Was very yeah. good great. You did great. Here's your last clue. Was it Professor Plum in the billiard room with the hanging knob of connective tissue at the back of your throat? 
Maggie. Cluvula. Yeah, you got that perfectly. What a game. All right. Looks like Maggie, congratulations. You are going to our final round. While Mary and Maggie get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is called Fact Bag. Yeah, that's right. I have a bag full of trivia questions. Jonathan and I do not know the answers. Every question is written on an envelope. And then I'm going to read the question. We're going to talk about it. And then we'll open up the envelope and find out the real answer. Okay, Jonathan, here we go. The beaded lacewing is a delicate-looking flying insect. Mm -hmm. One particular species of this insect feeds on termites in its baby larvae stage. How does it stun its prey? So it's a baby larva. It feeds on termites. Right. And it stuns the termites. Right. By... Cleaning the bathroom. What? (laughs) Um... What a nice surprise. Thank you. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. I'm being eaten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's see. It could exude poison. Yeah, it could know... It could have a stinger. That would be a very boring It could answer. have a stinger, right? <laughs> With its It stinger. could surprisingly know all the dialogue from the Big Lebowski. That would stun me. <laughs> that would be surprising. Especially if it was in larva stage. It could get up and walk, even though it has no legs. <laughs> that would be happening? crazy. Mm. No. What if it masks itself as a, a small little chunk of delicious wood? <laughs> that a termite might love. And it takes love. off its mask and it says, surprise suckers, I'm a larva. That's right. Yeah, that sounds right. Let's go with that answer. Okay. <laughs> so wood mask. <laughs> wood mask. Which is removed suddenly. It's passed down generations. Yeah. All right, let's check out what the answer is. According to Wired Magazine, when a baby larva gets hungry, it stuns a termite with a vapor phase toxicant released from its anus. Uh, same, TBH. <laughs> Its farts are powerful enough to immobilize six termites with one blow. (laughs) Little did you know. Yeah, all right. High brow, low brow. (laughs) All right. Fact bag. What did the past tense of the word help used to be? Help. The past Uh, tense of... So it wasn't helped. Help. Help. <laughs> this makes no sense. Help! Help! Ho, ho. I like hope. this. I just want to hear you do this. Oh. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> I think it's I that really, one. What else could it be besides helped? It doesn't even make any sense. I think it was the second one you did. What was the second one? Oh. Yeah, that one. That's with a. It's an, oh, it's an O with an umlaut. <laughs> okay, very good. <gasps> hope. Wow! <laughs> Wow. 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 Okay. I've got a natural affinity for yeah, this. Yeah, what sort of are you, Mary? <laughs> the past tense of help used to be hulp. Hulp, derived from German. Over time, the verb help became regularized, meaning we now just add the letters ed to the end to make it past tense. There are still many other irregular English verbs, including no, and it's past tense, new. All right. All right. Fact bag, let's go back in. You never know what you're going to get in the fact bag. You never know what you're going to get. According to Google Trends, who was the most searched for person across the world in 2018? Mm, Carmen gonna... Sandiego. <laughs> 2018, yeah, most way back searched then. for person. Yeah, uh, Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller? Yeah, it, right, it could be any celebrity of any kind. <sighs> Oh, uh, maybe it was Elon Musk. That's my other contender. Yeah. I mean, it could be Donald Trump, I suppose. Could be. Why would you Google him, though? Yeah, just look around. Yeah, just look around. <laughs> or another, any surprise celebrity things happen? Because like, oh, that's, that's where you Google somebody. Who is that now? Now right, who right, is that, you right. say? But it goes so go quickly. Who is the person who moved from least famous to most famous? The greatest distance from no fame, from small amounts of fame to big amounts of fame. Who became famous in 2018? Uh, I think it's Cohen. Michael Cohen? Yeah. It could be somebody related to Trump that we've never heard of before. I, th- I now think we that's hear the way the to go. Yeah, okay. sure. Let's do or, that. Or uh, was there a Kardashian baby that I missed? <laughs> Probably a few. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, what, are we, what are we going with? 
Yeah, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen. There's a right. better answer, and it's going to be inside this envelope. Let's hope there's fun inside of here. I hope Let's so. see. The answer is <gasps> Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. That was the clear who, whoa. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was it. Yep, exactly. Meghan Markle is the current Duchess of Sussex. She married Prince Harry in May 2018. <laughs> the other, other most searched people uh, were Demi Lovato, Sylvester Stallone, Logan Paul, and Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. All right, here's your final fact bag. Fact bag. Fact bag. During the Industrial Revolution in the UK, you could get a job as a knocker-upper... Uh-huh. What did that job entail? Knocking up? Knocking up. A knocker-upper? Yeah, that's, is that like uh, comedy writers, you know, punch up? But instead, back then, <laughs> it was called knock up. Knock it up. <laughs> we got to knock it's up. It's not very funny. We should knock it up. We got to knock it up. Uh, isn't it a Britishism when you knock on somebody's door, you say, I'm going to knock you up? Isn't that a thing? Is that a thing? I feel like that, maybe I just made that up. <laughs> or maybe I've, <laughs> I've just misunderstood some conversations over these right. years. Right. Or they're just knocking on your door. Can they knock on your door to just, tell you the time or something? Do- <laughs> Is that back then? Yeah. Get up, go to work. It's yeah. the Industrial Revolution. Classic, Get up and go to work. Uh, door-to-door time tellers. That's right. That they have in, uh, in all the British movies. That's what I'm going with. Mary Poppins time teller. <laughs> Hello, it's the time teller. Knocking you up. Uh, hey, being a human alarm clock. Whoa. I think, I think a bit, that's yeah, pretty close. That's pretty it. Nah. <laughs> Knocker uppers use poles, hammers, or pea shooters oh, mm. to make noise on their clients' homes to wake them up. Rates depending on wake-up time. Rates depending on wake-up time. Wow. <laughs> They're advanced. And how far the knocker upper needed to travel. They knew what they were doing, these knocker uppers. <laughs> it, was, it is knocking up. I'm gonna, I'll knock you up tomorrow morning at 6, <laughs> yeah. they would say. Yeah, there's, that's going to be uh, 200 quid. 200 quid, yeah. All right, the fact bag is empty. Give it up for fact bag. All right, it's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists. Mary Hangley, an opera singer who promises it's as interesting as movies or TV. (laughs) And Maggie Propes Bassard, who says the game Guess Who needs more women. All right, Mary and Maggie, your final round is called Capital Schleps. Get ready for anagrams of world capitals. I know you've been waiting for that your whole life. I'm going to give you a country and an anagram of that country's capital city. You unscramble the anagram. For example, if I said, USA, sandwich tong, you'd answer, Washington, D.C., our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Jay Farrow and Adam Pally. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Maggie is going first. Here we go. Maggie, Italy. More. Rome. That is correct. Mary, Hungary. Bad upset. Budapest? Correct. Maggie, Colombia. Bat goo. Three seconds. Um, okay. We were looking for Bogota. Mary, Ethiopia, Abba Adidas. Um, Addis Abba? A-D-D-I-S, Abba? One more chance to save it? Just spell it out. A-D-D-I-S, A-B-B-A? Okay, <laughs> so close, but I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We're looking for Addis Ababa, A-D-D-I-S. I-S-A-B-A-B-A. There we go. Okay, Maggie. Serbia. Bedlogger. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay. Belgrade? No, that's not right. Belgrade is correct. Mary. Australia. Crabneer. Canberra? Canberra, yes, that is correct. Maggie. Romania. Shares tuba. Okay. In theory, I know Eastern European geography, but <laughs> it's not coming. <laughs> it's okay. Three seconds. Bucharest is what we were looking for. Mary, Japan, TKO, yo. Tokyo? That is correct. 
All right, we're at the halfway point. Uh, Mary's in the lead, three to two. Maggie, Denmark, hog penance. Oh my goodness, I am blanking so hard and I know this. It's okay. All right, hog penance. Three seconds. Copenhagen. Wow. It's all right. <laughs> Mary, India, held wine. Held wine. Um, the capital of India. With a W. Oh, New Delhi. That is correct. <laughs> Maggie, Somalia, Guido Hams. <laughs> Feel free to think no. out loud. Okay. Guido um, Hams. It has a G, okay. Because my brain wants to say New Guinea and that's a different place. <laughs> Not sure. Okay. Three seconds. Mogadishu. The score is four to two. Mary, if you get this right, you win. Mary, Czech Republic, Pug Ear. Prague? That is correct. Congratulations. You both did an amazingly hard final round. You were incredible. Maggie, thank you, thank you so much. And congratulations, Mary. That's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Juan Escalante, Andrew Kane, Carol Lee, and Emily Winter, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Edward Wyckoff Williams, Ramel Wood, and our intern Alexis Stromer. Extreme Sailors. Along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick. Kwan and Ari Davanellos. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hello, Nashville. Ask Me Another's coming back to Music City. Join us on May 23rd at TPAC's Polk Theater for an evening of nerdy games, trivia, and comedy, plus a cavalcade of music stars. Country royalty Carlene Carter and songwriter and actor Trace Adkins. You won't want to miss it. Tickets and info at amatickets.org. This is NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we've got actor, artist, and master hobbyist, Terry Crews. He's a man of many hidden talents, and we will uncover them all. Jonathan, does Terry Crews build his own computers? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. Yes, I did! So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.